It is Monday, July 22nd, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkes-Barre fell in the series finale Sunday against the Louisville Bats, a 7-4 final, and we'll get you the highlights right now. The Rail Riders came into Sunday's action hoping to take two of three from Louisville, but the Louisville Bats got on the board early, and boy, did they really show off the power bats over the weekend. When it was all said and done, Louisville clocked 11 home runs in the three-game set. Four on Friday, two on Saturday, and five on Sunday. Just remarkable stuff. And it began in the third inning when Stuart Turner, the number nine hitter, connected on his first AAA home run, a two-run shot off of Daniel Camarena, and it gave Louisville a 2 nothing lead. The next man up, Narciso Crook, homered earlier in the series, and he homered again and made it 3 nothing with back-to-back home runs going deep with Stewart. The Rail Riders, though, in the bottom of the third inning would start to find their offense, and Wendell Riho, number nine hitter for the Rail Riders, like his opposite number, the number nine hitter Stewart Turner hadn't homered in his triple-A career out of the nine-hole. Here's Wendell Riho, without a home run yet in the nine-hole for the Rail Riders. Compact one to the 0-2 pitch, lifted high in the air, pretty deep down the left field line. Crook back onto the warning track. He leaps at the wall, and it's gone. Wendell Rio with a leadoff home run for the Rail Riders in the bottom of the third inning on a ball that just kept carrying. That cut the deficit to 3-1 for Scranton Wilkes-Barre as the 23-year-old Wendell Rio got the job done for the Rail Riders. We jump ahead an inning, and we're in the fourth with a 3-1 Louisville Bats lead. And they got that run back. Blake Traha, who hadn't homered this season coming into the series, homered earlier in the series, homers again, and a solo home run makes it 4-1. Louisville re-extended its lead. All that damage coming off the starter, Daniel Camarena, who remained in the game through five innings and then came out for the sixth inning as well. But some more power. Aristides Aquino with his 24th of the year, a two-run home run. And then Scott Shebler a couple of batters later with the solo homer. Five home runs in the game for Louisville. They all came off of Daniel Camarena. Five of the eight hits were homers off of him on the day. Seven runs all earned as Camarena's ERA jumps back up to 5.9 for the season. So that was the number the Rail Riders knew they needed to get to. They were down 7-1 going into the bottom of the sixth inning. And the first glimmer of a comeback was when Clint Frazier came to bat. 2-2. Here's the pitch home to Frazier. A swing and a fly ball left field. This one hit pretty well. This sends Crook back. He turns around. He looks up and it's gone. This one sneaks its way out over the wall and left. Might not have been square on the barrel for Frazier, but he got enough of it, just enough to give the Rail Riders a little bit of life here in the bottom of the sixth inning. They trail 7-2. That got the ball rolling at least a little bit for the Rail Riders, and the bullpen helped take over. After Camarena was lifted in the sixth inning, Dan Jennings came in and struck out both men that he faced. Then Will Carter, he went the final three innings and didn't allow a hit. He was great. Carter, freshly up from double-A, just a couple of appearances under his belt, easily his best with Scranton Wilkes-Barre. So we jump to the bottom of the ninth inning, and it's still a 7-2 game, but this has been a resilient group all season long, and we saw the Rail Riders go up against Louisville and allow six runs in the ninth inning, so maybe a five-run deficit isn't as steep of a mountain as it otherwise might appear. And certainly the guy leading off the inning, Bravik Valera, thought so as well. The 0-2 to Valera, 
Turns on one high towards right field. Aquino to the warning track, to the wall. Get out of here. Solo home run to lead off the inning for Bravik Valera. Scran Wilkesbury trims the lead to four. It's now seven to three, Louisville. Bottom half of the ninth inning with one run across. Our eighth home run of the day combined between the two clubs. So it was a 7-3 game, still a lot of work to do for the Rail Riders, and back-to-back batters were retired before Billy Burns singled. And the next man up was Wendell Riho, who we already heard from, but he was pinch hit for by Mike Ford. The 1-2, line drive towards right center field, and that's going to find the gap. Mike Ford is going to take second. Here comes the throw. Burns scores, Ford into second standing. It's now a 7-4 game. The tying run represented on deck as Tyro Estrada walks to the plate. So at that point, it was a 7-4 game, and the tying run was in the on-deck circle with Tyro Estrada at the plate. If he reached, Tyler Wade would have come up with a chance to tie it with one swing. Instead, Estrada grounded out to second, and the ball game was over. It was a game that took two hours and 31 minutes to complete before 6,255 fans on a 90-degree afternoon at PNC Field in Music. The Rail Riders fall to 57-43 and 43 on the season, but with Buffalo losing as well, the Rail Riders, they still have a five-game lead in the IL North Division with 40 games left to play. Yesterday was Sunday, and of course that means it's time to get a look around the Yankees minor league system with reports from Single A, and the Charleston River Dogs, that's Matt Dean. Nick Flamia and the Tampa Tarpons in high A. John Moses in double A with the Trenton Thunder. And the report from our very own Adam Marco here in triple A. All right, Matt, take it away. With this look at the Charleston River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. The River Dogs have gone three and five in the last week, bouncing back from a three-game losing streak to dig themselves into the bottom of the South Atlantic League Southern Division with a pair of back-to-back wins over Lexington. It's Hall of Fame induction weekend across baseball as the sport turns to Cooperstown this weekend to celebrate some of the best to have played the game. This weekend is particularly special for the River Dogs manager Julio Mascara with connections to a pair of the inductees including Roy Halladay, who Julio caught on his way up to the minor league system with the Toronto Blue Jays. When he first came with the Blue Jays, and, you know, we, we knew each other for a long time, so it was, it was good to see him get over there, you know, to get to, he was, he was a Hall of Famer, and, you know, we knew us, and he was young. He was, he was some, some of the most amazing talent that I've ever seen from a pitcher as a young age. He was so serious all the time. It was special because he was always ready to attack hitters. He was so smart. In a 13-year career that included 12 appearances in the big leagues, the native of Panama took what would be his final at-bat of his big league career, facing the most iconic pitcher from his home country. Like you say, I faced him, got to face him one time. We were in Milwaukee, and man, I said, Julio, you're going to come ahead. And I look up, and then boom, and I don't know who was coming in. And I spoke to him prior to the game in BP and about in practice, and he goes, Julio, I'm going to throw you a fastball. I said, what are you talking about? You, never, you don't throw no fastball. Your ball never comes straight. So he did give me some fastballs, but it was those, you know, famous cutters that he had, so I ground out, and it was fun to fi- finally face him. Through the first 100 games of the season, the Julio Mascara-led River Dogs are an even 500. With this look at the River Dogs, I'm Matt Dean. With the Tampa Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. Last night, right-hander Jansen Junk made his second straight piggyback start, entering in relief with two outs in the fifth. 
The 23-year-old retired 13 of the 15 batters he faced, yielding one hit and one walk while tallying six punch-outs over four and a third scoreless frames. Junk picked up the win after Tampa broke a 3-3 tie with a five-run sixth inning and cruised to an 8-3 victory, securing the weekend series against the Bradenton Marauders. After the game, Junk explained what was working for him. You know, just command my fastball to both sides of the plate and then expanding with two strikes with my curveball and slider. Just keeping things simple and, you know, attacking each hitter like it was uh, the first out in each inning. The Federal Way Washington native is 3-5 with a 4.54 ERA in 17 games this season, used as both a starter and a reliever. However, in comparison, Junk has thrived more so out of the bullpen, allowing only five earned runs in 25 innings for an ERA of 1.80. Junk says he's comfortable with either role. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me at all. It's just um, how I prepare, you know, just time differences and that, but I don't really care what role I'm in. There's a little difference. I mean, as a starter, you know you're going five or six at least every single outing. But, I mean, you just keep the same mindset and, you know, try not to let the outside uh, sources, like, affect you. Righty Sean Semple will get the nod this afternoon as Tampa tries to sweep Bradenton and earn a fourth straight victory to get back to 500 in the second half standings. And shortstop Diego Castillo will attempt to extend his 17-game on-base streak. With the Tarpons, I'm Nick Flamia. With the Trenton Thunder. I'm John Moses. The Thunder wrapped up a 3-3 three and three week with a 6-4 win over the Hartford Yard Goats on Saturday night at Arm Hammer Park. The Thunder got a brilliant night in the field and at the plate from shortstop Kyle Holder in the victory. Kyle recorded his third career four-hit game and the defensive play of the season when he made a barehand stab of a liner into the hole at shortstop while falling to the ground and in one motion fired to first base for the final out of the eighth inning. Bristow... Deals home, swinging a liner toward the hole at short. Holder, nice play to grab it with a bare hand. Oh, he got him at first. Unbelievable stuff by Kyle Holder. Trenton's shortstop with a sports center worthy play to end the inning. Holder spoke about that play and his hot hitting at the plate on the field after the game. That well, was a tough little read off the bat. I just tried to get to the ball and my leg kind of gave out, and the only chance I had was to barehand it, so I just stuck my hand out, went in, and tried to get a throw off. Just try to hit the ball hard. Um, it's a good team we're playing over there, and just a good collective team win, honestly, to get back on the board in the, in the W column. Right-hander Nick Nelson is slated to take the ball on Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock as the Thunder go for a split of their four-game series with the Yard Goats. For the Trenton Thunder, I'm John Moses. With the Rail Riders, I'm Adam Marco. This week, the New York Yankees acquired outfielder Terrence Gore. He was designated for assignment by the Kansas City Royals after his second stint with the boys in blue. Gore, picked up for cash considerations, would seemingly have no trouble joining this scranton Wilkesbury roster that already includes a few players that he's played with in his career. The, the team opened me up with open arms. And, uh, I had a couple guys actually on this team that I knew, like Billy Burns, because we played with the Royals. So it was a lot easier to bond with the team, Eric Kratz uh, also. And uh, so I felt like that was a, a huge, a huge uh, part about getting traded to a new team. And you're always wondering, like, is there, there going to be any friends or somebody over there to help you through it? Fans know Gore as a lightning quick runner, a professional pinch runner at that. Potentially something the Yankees can utilize this coming postseason. Well, what is Gore's scouting opinion of himself? Uh, just I'm, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to give it all I got each and every day. 
I'm not going to be 100%. I don't think any player in that clubhouse or anywhere in baseball right now is 100%, but I'll give you everything I got. Homestand finale, Scranton Wilkesbury finishing off a seven-game run on Sunday at PNC Field before an off day Monday and a trip to take on the Columbus Clippers. With Scranton Wilkesbury, I'm Adam Marco. Big thanks to those guys for getting the reports in this week, and a big thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. The Rail Riders have the night off tonight for getting back underway tomorrow night, Tuesday night, in Columbus. Three games in Columbus against the Clippers, three games down in Louisville against the Bats. That'll take care of your Tuesday through Sunday. And then the Rail Riders return back home for a pair of games Monday, Tuesday against the Syracuse Mets. You can catch all of the action Tuesday night beginning at 6.35 with pregame coverage featuring Adam Marco and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you Tuesday night.